Welcome to Foodline Radio for January 16th, 2017. Happy Martin Luther King Day, if you're listening to us from the States. And I guess it's a happy uh, Robert Service Day in Canada. He was born, I don't know, 100 years ago today, maybe more. Um, we've got a very special Food Line show tonight. We're putting the community in community radio with a range of voices assembled by a group of students from Ideal Mini School with the Vancouver School Board. There are some very special audio segments and memories of favorite foods, and they come from all over the world. And all this because you're listening to Foodline Radio on Vancouver's only co-op radio station, 100.5 FM CFRO. All of us listening will be able to recall one particular dish or a particular food we ate as children. It was that one meal that usually our mothers or our grandmothers made, and it was that meal that made everything all right, that uh, brought the family together. It was the one that, when we taste it today, it brings back a flood of memories from childhood. Well, tonight we have a selection of 14-year-old students who asked their parents or grandparents about that kind of food the one that they remember from their childhood. We've got food stories from all over the world, China, India, Russia, and of course, from Canada. In some cases, the responses had to be in languages other than English. In these cases, listen carefully tonight for some English food words dropped in and you might gather what's being talked about. You can also just imagine what's being talked about, listening for the emotion in the voices of the people interviewed as they recall images of sitting at the table with mothers and grandmothers. These memories might be some very precious ones, some of them 50, 60, or 70 years old. I'm joined tonight in studio with a handful of students who participated in this project. They are going to be my co-hosts and are going to introduce their classmates' interviews. And for those interviews using languages other than English, my co-hosts will tell us a bit about what we're hearing. My first co-host tonight is named Sophia. Uh, Sophia, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, I am 14 years old. I'm in grade 9 at Ideal Mini School. I've lived in Vancouver my entire life, and I am currently living in the Mount Pleasant area. During my free time, I enjoy acting and computer coding. Computer coding? Yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's wonderful. And favorite subject at school? Probably drama or social studies, yes, honestly. Yes, there we go. Yeah. All right, okay. You're being honest, right? <laughs> yes, I Okay, am. cool. Um, so what have you got for us uh, first thing, Sophia? First off, we'll be hearing from Jessica Peng, who interviewed her mother, Yin Peng, who speaks Cantonese, about her favorite childhood dish, which is steamed chicken. Yin describes eating the chicken around the table in the interview while her father told stories. All right, and uh, was there another one as well? Yes, and we'll also be hearing from Kess Cohen, who interviewed her mom, Heather Cohen, about um, Yorkshire pudding with roast beef. Fantastic. Let's have a hear of this one. What was your favorite food growing up as a child? Um, I'd have to say it was my grandmother's roast beef dinner with roasted vegetables and Yorkshire pudding. Why was that your favorite dish? Um, well, it was the one dish that my grandmother could prepare really well. Most of her other dishes were not very tasty or were overcooked. And the Yorkshire pudding was um, a treat because if there was any leftover, we got to have some with treacle on it, which is like a sugar syrup. What kind of veggies were with your dish? 
Um, it was usually carrots and potatoes and sometimes onions. Um, and if there was a side dish, it would probably be corn. Were there any special occasions that would be whether you would serve this dish with? Um, not necessarily. I think sometimes if, if the whole family was going to be together, that would be a time that it would get served. Are there any other reasons why this was your favorite dish? I think just it's, I have a strong association with that dish to my grandmother because I was close to her and she passed quite some time ago. So, um, I think that would be why, because I, I always just attach it to her. All right. Thank you. Hello. How are you today? Oh, so today we're going to talk about a special dish you enjoyed when you were a child. What was a dish you especially enjoyed back when you were a child? How was this dish prepared? Can you describe what the food looks like? 这个是个广东菜,很多人都是很喜欢吃,它就是蒸出来的鸡味很香的。Why did you enjoy it so much? 每一次我们吃这碟菜的时候,就是我们全家人一起聚会,爸爸就开始讲故事了。Is there a specific event steamed chicken reminds you of? 是啊,这个就是我们每一次全家人团聚的时候,就开始吃这碟菜。what makes this dish special compared to other foods? What are some of the ingredients in this dish? Thank you. I look forward to having and making this dish. You're listening to Foodline Radio on Vancouver's Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. That's right, you're listening to a special edition of Vancouver's Foodline Radio on Co-op Radio. Um, we are joined in studio tonight by uh, about seven students from Ideal Mini School, and they are presenting their projects on a food history of their parents. Um, Sophia, let's uh, let's uh, debrief what we just heard there. Um, uh, who are the the two students who did the interviews? Yeah, we just heard from Jessica Peng's mother, um, Yin Peng, about her favorite childhood dish, which was steamed chicken. And I, we, I think we heard the word chicken in there yes, too, didn't I we? Think, yeah. yeah, we could hear that. And we also heard from Kess Cohen, who interviewed her mom, Heather Cohen, about your beef, roast beef with Yorkshire pudding. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And um, what language was, um, was it Jess, Jessica's? Jessica, yeah. yeah. She was speaking in Cantonese. Okay, all right, in Cantonese. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, Sophia. You did no a great problem. job. Thank you. Um, up next, uh, Kess, why don't you tell us uh, the next two students that will be uh, presenting tonight? Hi, uh, next we will have Nicholas Chan interviewing his mom, Mei Chan, in Cantonese about radish cake, which is a dim sum. And dim sum is a style of Chinese cuisine prepared as small bite-sized portions of food. Do you, I, I've had a lot of dim sum living in Vancouver. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty standard thing, for, and especially when you have guests in town. So, uh, was it Nicholas's mom? Yeah. And she's telling us now about, um, about dim sum. Yeah. Right? All right, okay, let's, uh, let's listen. Did you have any food that you were fond of as a kid? When I was a kid, I 
How did your parents make the dish? 係首先係用啲誒材料有麵粉、蘿蔔切成絲，然後加啲冬菇、蝦米、油同鹽，加水整成糊狀，然後放個管度隔水蒸廿分鐘，最後面頭撒啲芝麻，最後放油煎成金黃色。Okay, can you describe what it looked like? 佢個樣子係用圓盤。做成一個圓形嘅高狀嘅食物。Why did you enjoy it over other foods？ 因為佢食起嚟柔軟，加上咧煎成金黃色又好香嘅味道。Is there a specific memory that this food reminds you of？ 佢令我想起我誒、呃、以前過年嗰時，我媽媽知道我中意食呢種食物而專門整俾我食。What was your favorite memory of food as a child? Oh, I have lots of memories of favorite food. My, my family uh, are Hungarian. My mother was a wonderful cook. At Christmas time, was a banquet of of foods, desserts. She would make a turkey and a ham, and she had a special potato recipe that she used. But her desserts at that time of the year were were wonderful. She used to make a A poppy seed loaf, where she would grind her own poppy seeds and mix them up, and then make a roll, and that was one of them. The other ones were torts, which were layers of cake with, with walnuts, ground walnuts, and sugar, and and then they were iced. They were about four or five, or maybe even six layers, but they were all filled with lovely, sweet things, chocolate, and uh, and uh, she had a uh, plum. Compote that she would make every year from plums, and then she would use that at Christmas time to to make different little cookies. And what made these dishes so special? Well, because they were special at Christmas time, we didn't get them at any other time of the year, and that was that was the big treat at Christmas time was grandma's, uh, your grandma's, <laughs> your grandma's sweets. Did you have a favorite traditional Hungarian meal? My mother used to make soups for practically every every meal, different kinds of of soups, and she would also make her own pastas. She would uh, roll out these great big sheets of dough that、uh, she made with eggs and flour, and and then she would put them on the on the bed to to dry, and then cut them up into different different shapes, some strings and some little little diamonds. And there was also another favorite uh, uh, dish that we used to have. It was a,、uh, it was called hurka, which was a sausage, and it was made with rice and meat and and spices and garlic and and、uh, that was a, a ritual. The whole family would take part in in making this. My my mother would mix up the meat and the rice, and then and then my my dad would.、Uh, Stuff the casings. We would buy the casings at the meat market, and and then they would be boiled and and then put away. and And they were just delicious when they were baked in the oven with、uh, with with pickled beets. Cool. Thank you. You are listening to Foodline Radio on Vancouver's Co-op Radio CFRO one hundred point five FM. Kes,、uh, we're back. Why don't you tell us、um, what we just heard?
Well, we just heard from Nicholas Chan interviewing his mom, Mei Chan, in Cantonese about a radish cake, which is dim sum. And we also heard from Shanti CJ interviewing her grandma, Violet Cordovi, about her favorite Christmas desserts and a traditional Hungarian food called horka. Horka. Yeah. That's right. Uh, horka from Hungary. Sounds great. Um, Kes, why don't you describe a bit about this project? What are we listening to tonight? We're listening to a project that we were given, and it, we had to interview someone, like a parent or a grandparent, about their favorite food growing up as a child that they could remember. Okay, and you interviewed, uh, was it your mom? Yeah. And we just heard that. What was her favorite food? Um, her favorite food was the roast beef that her grandma made with roast veggies and Yorkshire pudding. That's right. My grandpa used to make roast beef, and he'd pour a whole bottle of ketchup in the, the tub where he roasted the beef. And that was his secret sauce, and nobody knew it, what it was. And then one year we discovered that it was his, his, his uh, mystery sauce was ketchup, just good old Heinz. Just ketchup. That's the way to go. Um, Nicholas, uh, you're going to introduce the next group. Um, yes. Who have we got? We have Paisley Segu, and she will be interviewing her wonderful grandmother, Indrajit Segu, and also Michelle Zhe, and she's interviewing her mother, Jessica. All right, let's have a listen. What was your favorite thing to eat as a child? I like roti, dal, and sabji. How did your parents prepare this food? My mom served food, she prepared in the wooden stove. She gave me steel plate, steel ball, and steel glass. We sat in the wooden stool and eat. Now, can you describe what the food looked like? Dal was color yellow and green. Mixed sabji, red, green, and yellow. Now, why did you enjoy this food so much? I like uh, good taste. Looks nice to me. And when would you eat this food? Tea in the morning with the biscuit. Lunch time I eat. Dinner time I eat. And finally, what made this dish so special? Uh, we eat together with the family. We enjoy the food. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> what was the most memorable food you ate growing up? Well, when I was a child, I liked all kinds of food. Some of the foods my parents loved, but I didn't like it. A traditional meal I endure would be homemade wonton. Is there a specific moment in your life wonton reminds you of? Mm, from my memories, whenever there were friends or relatives come, coming to visit, my mom would be busy cooking and one of the dishes was wonton. So usually we were sitting all around the table while my mom would prepare the stuffing. I want to contribute instead of just looking, so eventually I realized I enjoy making wonton more than I like eating it. Do you have a favorite recipe you follow when making wonton? A wonton recipe has been passed down for generations, but new ingredients or ways of preparing the dish are added depending on a person's preference. My favorite version of wonton has more cabbage than meat, putting together with mushrooms and sometimes tofu. What was special about the way your mother prepared wonton? She often prepared wonton with shrimp inside or other seafood like crab meat. Because I like mushrooms, so I added my version to the recipe and replaced the shrimp with meat. So, how exactly do you make your version of wonton? Could you walk me through the steps? Well, first you go out to buy all the ingredients, including wonton wraps, vegetables, meat, and whatever else you want to add to the stuffing. 
Then you chop all your ingredients into small pieces and then mix everything together with broth. Next, you separate the wonton wrapping skin onto a tray and place about one spoon of stuffing on each little square. After this, you fold each of the squares, rolling it and then pinching both sides and then dab some water or egg whites to the places you fold it so they do not reopen when boring. Thank you for sharing. I look forward to making my own version of the 110 one day. Welcome back to Foodline Radio's Food History Project featuring students from Ideal Mini School as well as their parents or grandparents in, um, in a bunch of languages tonight. Uh, Nicholas, why don't you just uh, tell us who we just heard from? We just heard from Paisley, and she was interviewing her grandmother, Indigit. And we also heard from Michelle, which, were, which was interviewing her mother, Jessica. Right. Okay. I heard that uh, Paisley's grandmother insisted that she do that in English. We said, you know, we can, we can, do, uh, we can do it in Punjabi if you need to, um, but she, no, no, she insisted uh, mm-hmm. that it be in English, and she did a fantastic job. That was great. Nicholas, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Um, how old are you guys? Uh, I'm 14. You're 14. Most of the kids, well, all the kids, I guess, here tonight are 14. Is that right? Yes. Grade? Nine. You guys are in grade nine, right. And um, I don't know. I'm sure people are curious uh, what you guys like to get up to on the weekends. What, 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 what did you do this past weekend? Well, uh, I didn't do that much, but I guess I played some games with my friends. Of course you did. Yeah, on the computer. Yep. And there's also... Um, on some special occasions, we would go to a mall and Aber- at Aberdeen, which is in Richmond. Okay. Um, we would pl- play this arcade game where you have to beat the drum to the rhythm. And it's really fun because it's kind of funny to watch people like beat the drum really hard. Yeah. Okay, cool. I've, never se- I've seen people dancing at the arcades. but uh, No, maybe I have seen the drum. I think I have seen the drum, mm-hmm. actually. Great. Thanks very much, Nicholas. No problem. Um, Shanti, why don't you tell us, um, uh, for our, are we up to the fourth batch of, uh, fourth yes. batch of songs? Yep. Okay. So um, who do we got? Right so now, next up, we'll be hearing from Sophia Busier's mom, Trish Bowering, and Carl Sheng's father, James Sheng, who will be speaking in Mandarin. All right. Let's have a listen. Explain how you make it. Ibanda,把地瓜呢洗好了,切成块,放在油里头把它炸了,炸好了之后呢,捞出来晾在边上,就把那个糖,白糖稍微倒在油锅里头,把白糖就熬,熬呀,熬啊,熬,熬成什么
Um, let's see. So my my grandmother, she um, her parents immigrated from Austria when she was uh, before she was born. So she was born on the prairies, and part of their food tradition must have been um, sauerkraut and pierogies and such. So she has a young married woman uh, moved out to the coast and lived on Vancouver Island, as did I, and we would visit her every month. So one of my favorite and most prominent food memories from when I was a kid is having her make pierogies on her kitchen counter and um, she would um, make the dough and then uh, she would make cheddar cheese and potato pierogies often and um, she would fry them up with butter and fried onions and sometimes a little bit of bacon and we would all sit around the table and eat that uh, eat the pierogies sometimes accompanied by sauerkraut which I never really liked um, she would make other pierogies, like plum pierogies, and I recall distinctly she had a prune plum tree in her backyard, and she would harvest those plums and make them into plum pierogies, but I must say I never really saw the point of sweet pierogies when I was a, a kid, and I didn't like them very much. Did you make this recipe, or was it just your grandmother? Um, you know, when I was a teenager, and we were still going up to visit her where she lived, um, I did make them and I actually wrote down her recipe which was all in her head and there was no written down recipe. I still have it and I did make pierogies several times with her recipes. It was uh, always, it was not that difficult yet um, I remember you had to pinch them really well and then you'd boil them um, and pierogies are ready when they float to the top and they would uh, you know the, my success was measured on how many opened up during the cooking and how many were perfect pierogies when they were done. Thank you for telling me about your food memories. You're very welcome. Hannah, Hannah's now in the studio. Why don't Hello. you tell us a bit about um, uh, about what we're hearing tonight? Uh, tonight we're listening to a project that we were assigned by our new socials teacher. He's all right. Um, <laughs> and it was basically to talk to our grandparents or our parents, the older people in our life, about the food that was important to them when they were our age or younger. Right, and you talked to, I know you talked to a couple people, didn't you? Yeah, I talked to both my grandmothers and my dad. Uh, Just both so I could have oh, both some Okay, yeah. right, and we, yeah, we did have some options, and I think we're going to hear her later in the show, I think. Shanti, why don't you tell us uh, what Carl was talking about there? Carl and then Sophia. Yeah, mom. so um, Carl was interviewing his father, James Shang, about his favorite childhood dish, um, which was candied yam. Okay, candied yeah. yam. All right. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, Hannah, why don't you tell us what's up next? Uh, next, we have Kevin Chen interviewing his mom, Rona, and that's in Mandarin. And then we have Jasleen Mahet interviewing her dad, Gramit. Okay, let's have a listen. Is there a particular dish you remember from your childhood? Can you describe it? Oh,你可以想象一下黄黄的鸡蛋配上红红的西红柿，然后上面再有一点青葱作为点缀，真是又好看又好吃。How do you make it? 啊，首先呢，你要把鸡蛋呢要炒好了，就是你们现在孩子所说的那种 scramble egg，炒出来以后放在一边，然后呢，在锅里边放上油，啊，把葱切好了，放在锅里那个烧好的热油的锅里爆一下锅，然后把西红柿跟鸡蛋一块放在里边炒。那最最主要的是记住上面要加一
，因为西红柿是酸的，糖可以中和西红柿的那个酸味儿。Why did you enjoy it so much? 就是好吃啊，因为这是一场一道非常普通的家常菜。我们那个时候总是夏天做这道菜吃，可能是因为我们那那小的时候没有太多的蔬菜的选择吧。那总是记得经常吃到的就是这道菜。What makes it so special? 我想就是因为它会是一种家的味道吧。那在我一想起来这道菜的时候，我的面前出现的场景就是外边有很大很大的太阳，然后妈妈在厨房切西红柿，然后炒鸡蛋做这道菜。有的时候我还会偷偷跑到厨房去偷吃一点切好的西红柿片。Can you teach me to make it? 没有问题呀。嗯，其实呢，这个在中国的孩子，大部分的中国孩子学的第一道菜都是这道菜——鸡蛋炒西红柿。你什么时候想学都没有问题，我们明天就可以开始。What was your favorite food when you were younger? My favorite food when I was younger was pakora. How did your parents prepare this dish? To prepare this dish, my mom mixed、uh, vegetable like potatoes, onion, eggplant, and green pepper, and with flour, and deep fried in the vegetable oil. Can you describe what the food looks like? Pakora are brown and they don't have any particular shape or size. They can be big or small, round or triangle. It really depends on who's making it. Why did you enjoy this food so much? The reason I love pakora so much because they taste so yummy and、uh, they are filled with so many calories and fill you up so quickly. But it、uh, made with so much love, so you can't really resist them. Is there a specific event Pakora remind you of? Pakora remind me of、uh, rainy days in India because whenever it was rainy, my mom usually、uh, make a pakora for us. It's not like、uh, Vancouver; it doesn't rain that often in India. So whenever it's rain, then we get so excited that we get to eat、uh, enjoy pakora today. What makes this dish so special compared to other foods? It was special because my family used to sit together in the same room, laughing, talking, joking, and、uh, having fun together. Because it's raining outside, so can't really play outside. So we were just enjoying the pakora and、uh, having fun. Wow, that's really cool! I look forward to learning how to make pakora someday. You're listening to CFRO 100.5 FM in Vancouver, Vancouver's only co-op radio station.、Um, we've got a very special project tonight. A group of Um, what do we got? About twenty-five kids in the class. Is that right? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. They interviewed their um、uh, grandparents and parents in some cases, and、uh, asked them about their memories of food. And、um, on Foodline Radio, that's what we talk about. We talk about food, everything from seed to feed, and then something about the table at the end.、Uh, I don't know. That's that's the catchline for Foodline Radio. Hannah, tell us、uh, tell us a bit about what we just heard. So we just heard、uh, Kevin Chen interviewing his mom Rona in Mandarin, and she was talking about her favorite food as a child, which was scrambled eggs and tomatoes. And also Jasmine Mahit interviewing her dad Gramit. Oh right, and Gramit was talking about、um, how he they used to eat pakoras in yeah the,、uh, in, in on a rainy day. That was really sweet. I thought back in India, that was really cool. Um, Sophia,、uh, can you tell us、uh, about who we're going to hear next? Yeah, so next we're going to be hearing from Janisha Rathor, her mom Gurinder Rathor, and she's going to be talking about dal bati chorma, which is, and the interview is going to be spoken in Punjabi. 
All right. And is there another one? Another yeah. Person? And we're and then Fred Kai is also going to be we're going to be listening to him and his interview was with his dad Jason Kai, and that's going to be spoken in Cantonese. And he's talking about his favorite dish, which was brown rice sugar cake, which was eaten on Chinese New Year. All right, let's have a listen. What is one memorable food that you remember eating when you were little? How did your parents prepare the dish? Can you describe what the food looks like? 年糕一般做成圆形，但也有做成方形、条形、锥形的。Why do you enjoy it so much? 红糖年糕吃起来香甜滑软，红糖味道浓郁，有嚼劲。Is there a specific event that this food reminds you of? 中国春节节过年的时候都要吃年糕。How would you typically eat this food? 年糕可以水煮、油煎或蒸来吃，具体根据个人的喜好。What makes this dish so special compared to other food? 年糕象征了家庭团圆、幸福美满、工作、生活、学习，一年比一年高，一年比一年好。What was your favorite food growing up as a kid? Dal bati churma. How did your parents prepare this dish? Dal no boil karke, unu todkar laya janda ya. Can you describe what the food looks like? Dal soup mango lagdia, Batia atte de pedia mango lagdia, the ladujedea, Bachurma ladua mango lagdia. Why did you enjoy this dish so much? Rajasthan da famous food ya hai. Taino asi bachpan to khande aa rahe hain karke sare enjoy karke khande ya. Is there a specific event that Dalbati reminds you of? Dinner party hove ja picnic te jande ya ja outdoor kuch kithe bhi banona easy hai is karke asi sare us event te jidda bahar ja ke fir kha sakde hain idda banonde ya. When would you typically eat this food? Lunch time the dinner time they mostly looky kandeya. What makes this dish special compared to other foods? Asi chote hunde bachpan to kande aaraya Rajasthan da favorite food ya karke te mere mummy chote hundeya to banake sanu khandeya. Is karke asi like kardeya te khaneya. Thank you for sitting down with me today. I hope one day I can make this food myself. You're listening to Foodline Radio on Vancouver's Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. That's right. You're listening to the Food History Project put on by a group of students from Ideal Mini School. And a few of them uh, joined me in the studio here tonight. Um, Sophia, we just heard from who? who? We just heard from Janisha Rathor's mom and Fred Kai's dad. Um, and Janisha's mom, Gurinder, was speaking in Punjabi, and Fred's dad was speaking in Cantonese. Right. You guys don't have earphones on, so you might not have heard her, but we heard words like uh, picnic 
and yeah. uh, favorite food. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. there was a couple other English words that were thrown yeah. in there. So it was, it was it's really cool. Everybody yeah. was smiling here in the studio <laughs> when we heard yeah, that. Totally. That's great. Um, Paisley, uh, why don't you tell us about our next batch of uh, songs? Uh, they're not songs. Actually, I do have a song on my mind. When we finish with um, these next, this next uh, group of uh, voices, we're going we're gonna to go straight to a song. So Paisley, tell us, um, who, do, who do we have up next? Well, next up, we'll be hearing from Lucy Liu and her mother, Lillian Yang, who will be speaking in Shanghainese. We will also be hearing from Joshua Lee and his mother, Serena. Let's have a listen. Hey, Mom, do you have any memories about food from your childhood? The most memorable food I had when I was a child was something called shaozi mian. It is, it is a very special kind of noodle where we had for important occasions like Chinese New Year, Weddings, birthdays, so it's very important food. Uh, when I was young, well, we spent the Chinese New Year back in the countryside with an extended family, where all families uh, joined together to celebrate Chinese New Year. And um, we would have this shaozi mian. And what is inside? It is a, it's kind of a soup noodles. The soup is very special. So it's made of something called shaozi, which is diced up meat. It was um, shaozi um, was made of homemade vinegar with diced up pork belly. Um, also, it has some other vegetables inside the soup, and you have um, you have black fungus, you have green onion, you have carrots, potato, fried fried tofu, day lilies. So it's very very nutritious, and everything diced in small pieces, so it looks even and nice. And then you boil the soup um, and add a lot of dark vinegar. And the vinegar was usually homemade. It has very nice flavor. So in the end, you have a whole wok full of uh, soup. has very nice flavor and um, has little green onion pieces floating. And it looks quite oily and, and rich in color. So the noodles is usually handmade and very, very thin. So when you have the noodles, you you have only dozens of strands in one noodle, but with a lot of soup. It is very important that the soup has to be very hot and fresh. So when you finish the noodles, you do not drink the soup. Instead, you put the soup back to the tray for the kids, put them back into the kitchen, and put them back into the wok, and we reheat the soup and keep adding new ingredients, shots, into the soup. There is a story behind this whole uh, shaozi mian. This shaozi mian had a history of about 3,000 years. And it was invented by, by a generous mother called the mother of Zhou Wen Wang. Zhou Wen Wang was um, a general and a head of the tribe of Zhou near my hometown. And Zhou and his soldiers were determined to overthrow the Shang dynasty, which was very, very evil and um, it was a tyranny. So to boost the morale of the soldiers, Zhou Wenwang's mother would usually treat the soldiers at her home. But you have a large quantity of um, soldiers. How can you make the food that is fresh and warm and also build the bond among soldiers? So Xiao Zimian was what Zhou Wenwang's mom invented because she kept the soup fresh and warm and keep adding food in it so that it is boiling fresh and with good flavor. So the entire army can be fed this way. 
that's why we also did it for for other celebrations. Like no matter how late you are for the feast, you can always have something that is right from the from the walk. Do you have a favorite childhood food memory? 有啊，蛋饺，蛋饺是每年中国人侪要做的，特别是上海人做蛋饺。小辰光外婆辣辣边浪做蛋饺的辰光呢，我总要过去看一看。我老有兴趣的辣辣边浪看了海。外婆跟我讲，为啥过年要做蛋饺？蛋饺呢，就像一只金元宝，是讲财源滚滚来。就是讲，侬来年的生活会得更好、更幸福、更快乐。所以呢，小辰光呢，我就跟了外婆学得做蛋饺。学会以后呢，我就每年过年的辰光呢，蛋饺才是我做的。And why did you enjoy eating egg dumplings so much? 哦，侬晓得吧？伊蛋饺烧好的辰光，伊个味道特别香，随后伊个颜色是相当吸引我的。是黄颜色，还有一点就是鸡蛋跟肉烧了一道，伊个味道是特别特别的香，所以我老喜欢吃的。Thank you for sharing your food memory with me. I look forward to eating egg dumplings with the family this upcoming Chinese New Year. I'm Leanne Collinson. I'm Molly Caron. I'm Rick Havlak. Your host, Amanda Johnson. I'm Elodie Jacquet. I'm Annie Rosenberg. My name is Mike Bodner. My name is Annika Reinhardt. I'm Jeff Anderson, your host on Foodline, Foodline Radio. Radio. Your weekly conversation about food waste, food advertising, inglorious produce, lesser-known fermented beverages, food insecurity, food challenges, mushrooms. The ethical aspects of growing food locally.、Uh, disability is in the kitchen. The future of agriculture. Boosting your outdoor culinary game. Patterns of human food consumption. Ice cream and guacamole. Ice cream and guacamole. For all, all things, things edible. edible. Your hub for all things edible, from seed to feed. This is Foodline Radio. You're listening to Foodline Radio. Foodline Radio. Foodline Radio. Foodline Radio. Vancouver's Co-op Radio, CFRO on 100.5 FM. Radio on Vancouver's Co-op Radio Station CFRO 100.5 FM. That's right. You're listening to the Food History Project put on by a group of Grade Nines from Ideal Mini School. Shanti, I caught you、uh, bouncing to the beat there. Did you like that song? <laughs> yes. That's that's my new favorite song, Elise、uh, Weinberg. It's from. Oh, I think it was recorded in the late '60s, and I think there's a Neil Young influence. Neil Young may have played guitar on that one. Cool.、Uh, at least there's a version on <laughs> YouTube where he does play guitar.、Um, um, Paisley, you're going to tell us a bit a bit about this project that we're all talking about right now. Okay, so basically, 
this was a social studies slash drama project, I guess, where um, us, the grade nine class of Ideal, had to ask someone older than us, so a parent or grandparent, about their uh, most fondest memory of food as a child. I uh, interviewed my uh, grandma, I call her my BBG, um, and I'm sure you must have heard that earlier in the evening. Well, just remind us, what was uh, the food she talked about? She talked about uh, quite a few things, but I remember her talking about uh, roti and sabji. Okay. Yeah. And how old is your grandma, or maybe a, maybe a ballpark, how old would she be? I'm not sure, I, but I know that she was um, either born or a child when Pakistan was separating from India, so... Late 40s or yeah, 50s, maybe? Yeah. Okay. And she was born in... Um, Pakistan. In, in Pakistan. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, that's great, and, and uh, it's wonderful she could share with us that memory. Yeah. Um, Shanti, who have we got up next? Um, so our next two interviews will be of Angela Drugoveko, her mom, Maria, um, who will be speaking in Russian, and Hannah Lando and her grandma, Marilyn Scott. That's great. And um, our producer, Alex, is from the Ukraine, and he... Uh, speaks Russian. Oh, he's yeah, maybe he's going to listen to the next one and um, and give us a bit of a translation when we get back. Okay, so here we go. What was a food that was significant to you growing up? When I was a little girl, I lived in the Bronx, New York City. In the Bronx, there was a very there was and still is a very very famous world famous zoo, the Bronx Zoo, which we used to go to as a family sometimes on, on a weekend, and we would take, I think, two buses to get there. It was a long way, even though it was in the same borough, it was a long distance to go. But at the end of touring the zoo, we would always go to Howard Johnson's, which was a chain then, very famous across America, that started out as an ice cream place, and then it became other, other kinds of food and and motels along the highway, but Howard Johnson's had pistachio ice cream, and hardly any other place had such a flavor. It was pale green ice cream, and it was very delicious, and it was my mother's very favorite kind of ice cream. So when we went to Howard Johnson's, I would get a pistachio ice cream cone because it was my mom's favorite thing. And so it was a special food because it was family time and because my mother introduced me to it and because it was a special treat. Because when I was a little girl, we were very poor and we didn't do things like like go on outings very much. We didn't have vacations at all any place outside of the city. But pistachio ice cream at Howard Johnson's was the culmination of a happy day at the zoo for me. Здравствуйте, Мария! Расскажите нам, пожалуйста, о вашем любимом блюде в СССР. Ну, моя любимая еда в СССР была разная, но самое любимое это был домашний борщ и домашние пирожки, которые готовила моя бабушка. Значит, что такое борщ? Борщ это свекольный суп. Туда добавляется капуста, картошка, морковка. Борщ бывает вегетарианский, бывает на мясном бульоне. Мне нравились обе две версии. И, конечно же, мы борщ всегда ели со сметаной. Вот, моя бабушка готовила его по, раз, по старому русскому рецепту. Еще она делала потрясающе вкусные пирожки. Пирожки она жарила. И пирожки были разные. Были с мясом, были с капустой, были с картошкой и с луком. 
были с яйцом и с рисом, было очень-очень вкусно. А на десерт и сладостей самое яркое впечатление Советского Союза это было же, конечно, мороженое пломбир в вафельном стаканчике. И каждый день, когда я шла из школы, я как раз проходила мимо магазинчика, где продавалось это мороженое. Я покупала себе каждый день. Для меня это было просто каким-то чудом, это мороженое. Такого мороженого нет. Это самый настоящий вкус теста, что касается сладостей. Вот такая вот у меня история. Спасибо вам большое, Мария, за интервью. So you're listening to the Food History Project on Food Line Radio tonight, uh, Vancouver's co-op radio, 100.5 FM CFRO. Our producer for the show, Alex, um, speaks a bit of Russian, so he's going to give us a bit of a translation. A bit of a translation. Okay. Of the, well, and I'm, I'm sure everybody heard the, the words like borscht. Borscht, we heard that, yes. Borscht, yeah. So her mom, was it? Yes, uh, it was mom. her mom. Yep. Yeah. So she told a bit about her childhood in the USSR and what kind of food she was exposed to. And of course, there was lots of borscht. Lots of borscht. And she was telling stories how they were eating borscht with homemade sour cream, which is smetana in Russian. And uh, her grandma uh, also used to make this piroshkis. It's kind of filled dumplings with rice, potatoes, liver, whatever you could come up with. And then she also mentioned... Uh, her favorite dessert, which was an ice cream. It was the best ice cream she could ever find in the USSR. But, I mean, there was just one kind of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, oh, and, and at the end, we heard the word spasiva. What's yeah, spasiva was just thank you. Thank, spasiba is thank you. Yeah. All right, okay. So that was Angela. And um, Shanti, do you have Angela's last name? Um, Angela Drugoveko. Right, and um, we also heard there from... They uh, are from Russia. Oh, uh, no, um, earlier we heard from Hannah, uh, oh, Hannah's yes, grandma. Oh, Hannah and her grandmother, Marilyn Scott. Who was also talking about ice cream, and yeah. I don't know, did you hear at um, the end of it I there? I think she mentioned pistachio ice cream. That's right, and yeah. uh, it's a classic American story of getting ice cream at the zoo, <laughs> yeah. I think, and that was her treat at the end of the day. Um, we have uh, a couple more things before we wrap it up in, in a few minutes. Uh, Nicholas, why don't you tell us who's, who's, on, uh, who's on deck, who's up next? Um, we have Charm, and she's going to be e interviewing her mom, Lady. And we also have Brianna's um, mom also. Okay. And um, did you catch which language uh, Charm's using? Uh, Charm is using Tagalog. Right. Okay. And actually, I, this is one of, one of my favorites. Like, uh, I, I know nothing about Tagalog, but I love the sound <laughs> of it. So let's have a listen. What was your favorite food to eat when you were younger? Back when I was in high school... In Hong Kong, I like to eat bubble waffles, curry fish ball, and cow's stomach. Though this snack can be found in Vancouver, but the best flavor and quality can only be found at the food stalls in Hong Kong. Why are these three snacks so special to you? When I was in high school, my friend and I would go to this street called Women's Street that full of food carts, supply clothing, and accessory stalls. We would start from the beginning of the street and walk all the way down, visiting all the stalls on the road after school. I would always buy those three snacks to eat. One of your favorite foods was cow stomach. Could you explain more about it? This may be sound disgusting to many people today, especially if you aren't from Hong Kong. But this snack is made with an ingredient called five spice that makes it really good. Okay, thank you. Meron ka bang pagkain na talagang gustong-gusto mo nung bata ka? Ang gustong-gusto kong pagkain nung bata ako ay ang puto bongbong. 
Sino naglutong pagkain yun at paano nila naluto? Ang putobongbong ay binibili sa special na mga tindahan at ang mga nagluluto noon ay ang mga special na nagluluto ng mga kakanin. Paliwanag mo kung anong itsura ng putobongbong. Ang putobongbong ay isang uri ng puto na kakaiba dahil ito ay kulay ube at mahahaba. Ito ay nilalagyan ng mantikilya sa ibabaw at niyog at asukal. Bakit mo itong gustong-gusto? Gustong-gusto ko ang putobongbong dahil ito ang palagi namin kinakain pag katapos ng simbang gabi sa Pilipinas. Meron ka bang pangyayari na aalala mo sa pagkain ito? Oo. Tuwing magpapasko, ang kakanin na laging binibenta sa mga tindahan ay ang putobongbong. Pag nakita mo ang putobongbong na tinitinda na sa mga tindahan, ibig sabihin malapit na magpasko. Anong espesyal sa pagkain nito kumpara sa ibang pagkain na nakain mo? Ang espesyal sa putobongbong, ang bukod sa ito ay masarap, ito ay ginibenta tuwing malapit na magpasko sa Pilipinas. Tuwing kakainin ko ang putobongbong, naaalala ko ang mga masasaya naming pagkain tuwing magpapasko at uh, kasama ang pamilya namin pagkatapos magsimbang gabi. All right, we're back with the Food History Project. Uh, I'm your host and I'm joined in studio with my, what have we got, six co-hosts. Um, we're going to do a bit of a conclusion to the show in a moment. But Nicholas, um, Papapang, how do you say it? Putopongpong, I believe. Yes. Right, okay, what what was um, Charm's mom, uh, was it her mom? Yes, her mom. What was she talking about there, putobongbong? Um, I know it's some sort of rice cake. Okay. All right, and then who else did we hear from just then? We also heard from Brianna, where she, where her mom was talking about curry fish balls, uh, bubble waffle, and surprisingly cow stomach. Cow stomach, yes, right. And she explained that yes, it was it was an odd uh, thing to eat, an odd snack to have after school. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I guess it's uh, it's what kids eat in Hong Kong. Um, Shanti, why don't you go through the names of uh, the hosts of everybody who was here tonight? Yeah, so here with us is myself, Shanti, Nicholas, Kess, Paisley, Hannah, and Sophia. Right, and um, listening to us is your your former teacher. Do you guys want to say hi to uh, to Amy? Hi, Amy. Hi, hi Amy. Nick is here. Yep, we're back. Uh, Amy's listening to us um, up in up in Kamloops tonight, um, guys. Uh, before before we um, uh, before we wrap things up, um, Hannah, why don't you tell us um, what you learned in doing your uh, interviews? Um, well, I thought that it was really interesting that um, most people talked about food that had been passed down from generation to generation that had an impact on them because their parents made it and it was special to them because of that. And I thought it was very interesting that it could be passed down to us as well. Right. And you did a couple of interviews. We heard from your grandma about ice cream in the park. Uh, who else did you talk to? Oh, I also talked to my dad about his um, horrifying food disaster stories and my other grandmother about her love of boiled artichokes. Oh, that's, r- that's the one you were telling us about today. That's great. Um, Kess, what did you learn in doing this project? Uh, while doing this project, I learned... A little bit about some different cultures, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah. 
And what about your um, who was it? Your mom My told mom, you, yeah. yeah. And um, so did you did you learn about what she liked as a kid? I did. I mean, she often likes to talk about the foods that her mom and grandmother could not cook, but I'm glad she could find one that her grandmother could cook and that she really enjoyed. That's awesome. Yeah. And when you guys get older, you'll know what it's like uh, to to I don't know walk into a house and smell roast beef, and it brings back all these memories that you had. Um, from when you were a kid, um, Sophia, um, we didn't we didn't hear all of your mom's yeah. story, so maybe you could summarize it a bit. Yeah, sure. Um, she was talking about how her grandmother, which is my great grandma grandmother, who actually in December turned one hundred. Um, yes, that was cool. And basically, what my mom was saying is that um, they would always go to her house on Vancouver Island in Duncan. And she would make pierogies, pierogies, which were handmade. And there was lots of different types of pierogies she would make. And um, she eventually taught my mom how to make them, and made them, and she made them through her teen years. That's right. Okay, uh, fantastic. There was a bit of a pierogi theme, I think tonight. A couple people had some pierogies in their stories. Um, I'm not sure if, if in Angela's Russian story there was anything about pierogies, but but in, in any case. Um, Paisley, uh, tell us a bit more. Uh, maybe did, did you learn anything else um, when you when you talked to your grandma about um, what did she talk about? Pakoras, right? No, she talked about uh, roti and sabji and dal. I'm pretty sure. That's right. Okay. All right. And um, do, do you live with your grandma, or did you have to? Um, no, uh, we picked her up from her house, and she came over to our house, and I recorded at my house. All right. Okay. Yeah. And. Um, Nicholas, um, what did you use to record uh, this, this segment? I just used a simple app that was already pre-installed on my iPhone. Okay. Uh, it was called Voice Memo. Oh, right. Yep. And, and you just put it on there and then threw it on to um, Audacity, didn't you? Uh, no, actually, I did it surprisingly on iMovie because I found it just easier to c- cut up the audio. Okay. And Hannah, you had a special uh, method tonight. was uh, s- um, something with Skype, didn't you? You... you no, how did you how did you record your grandma New York uh, grandma? Again, I used voice memo and then I just edited it on voice memo. Oh, that's right. Okay, fantastic. Okay, guys, we've got um, we're gonna go out on on one more. There's a trio here. I don't know if we'll get the whole uh, segment in there because there's another show coming in here at nine o'clock. And um, if you do want to hear more uh, of these or hear this again, uh, Google Food Line Radio, where you can get more information on the show. But you can also uh, get, uh, download a podcast of this show and, and hear all these, um, these segments in more detail. Um, that's it for tonight. Uh, um, support your public radio station, your community radio. Um, we got to roll. And here's a, a couple more of these food history projects uh, to go out. Thanks very much for listening. Growing up in El Salvador? Pupusas. What is a pupusa? Pupusa is a tortilla filled with cheese, chicharrones, chicharrones are made of meat, uh, chicken, beef, or pork, and even vegetables. When did you usually eat this food? You can enjoy pupusas any time of the day, but usually you can enjoy it for breakfast or in the afternoon. You can have a picnic out with the family and enjoy the pupusas. Where could you get pupusas in El Salvador? You can make it at home, you can buy it in the local restaurant, or there is a place in El Salvador, there is a park where you can go and have fun with your friends or family, and you can find anywhere from 50 places where everybody chooses their favorite spot to eat the pupusas.
even uh, tourists come to this park just for the enjoyment of the pupusas. And the best time they choose to go for the pupusas is a night out. You can you know, go for the ride and also go and have a pupusa. Arnold Schwarzenegger was a visitor at the park and he enjoyed the pupusas so much that he told the ladies that made the pupusas, hasta la vista, baby, I'll be back. Do you know how to make pupusas? Oh, I know how to make pupusas. Who taught you how to make pupusas? My mother did. It's a very long process to make pupusas, but you have to be patient. When you, know, when you have the experience to do it, then it's easy for you. What makes pupusas special to you? Well, the, what makes it special for me is that I enjoyed them since I was a little kid, and I enjoyed them when my mother make it, when my family make them, or when I go out with my friends or family and eat out in the restaurant. So pupusas are like Canadians enjoy pizza because they're filled with so much cheese, and sometimes cheese and beans, and they're very delicious. So that's what makes it special. Thank you for sharing your favorite food memory. In India, what was your favorite food to eat, and how did your parents prepare the food? My uh, favorite fruit, uh, food is kheer. And my mom has a lot of food. फिर पॉट रखके चले पॉट रखके उधर बेच दूध एक दूध पाना दूध पाके बाद दे बेच चौल पाने हैं ते चौल पाके उन्हों कटो कटा मतलब थ्री या फोर आवरों सी मेरी माँ उन्हों कोक कर दी सी ते फिर बाद बेच थोड़े बदाम पाने हैं ते थोड़ी सौगी पानी है बेच फिर थोड़ा जा कोक करना उधर बाद बेच फिर फिर can you describe how the food looks like? very why did you enjoy the food so much? Ah, uh, I was young, 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 Mom, did you have a special food that you liked to eat when you were little? Yes, I have a special food I like to eat. It's called chami tang. Can you describe what chami tang is? Chami tang actually is not a candy because tang in Chinese is candy. 
These special sweets made by roasted rice and some sugar, which was made from sweet potato. And the way they were making, just like、uh, in Canada, they make the rice crispy. What made it so special, and why did you enjoy it so much? Well,、um, this kind of sweet we only made it during Chinese New Year. At that time, when I was a kid, not every family can afford to buy candy, and kids always love sweet stuff. So each family decided to make some sweet by themselves. So when the other family's kids come to visit, we can give out this as a treat for them. It's kind of like a gift. So this make those things pretty special, and of course, because we are all kids that time. And we love sweet, and I enjoyed pretty much for this kind of treat. So when kids got home, they start to compare who got the most of those chomy tang. Just like the kids here after Halloween, they will see how much candy they got. Did you get the most candy out of your siblings? Unfortunately, I didn't because I'm the oldest one. The people always give the youngest one the most. So sad. What made this sweet better than other sweets? Well, for my point of view, the food is homemade food, and all the material is organic that time, and、uh, we made by ourselves. And then also they were made by rice. So compared to the pure candy, this is more healthy. Who usually made this dish for you? Well, I remember at that time because this. Particular sweet was made during Chinese New Year, so、um, the whole family get involved to make these dishes. So it's kind of by the generation. So my grandparents will teach my parents how to make it, and then my parents gonna show us how to make it. And I have some idea, but in general, it's a whole family event. Do you know how to make this sweet? I'm not exactly know how to make it. I only observed when I was young, but never made it by myself. And my mom knows how to make it, and she's here. Maybe she can teach me,、uh, so we can try to make it. Can you explain how you make this sweet? First, we roasted the rice with special sand.、And、then, second step, we have to make the taffy, which made from sweet potato. So we cook the sweet potato with the water, and then we put special things to make those starch or carbohydrate become to taffy, which is like a thick sugar liquid. Then we mix those taffy with the roast rice, and then make it to the shape a square or whatever the shape we want. Normally, it's in square, just like rice crispy, the way they make. And then that's it. Can we make it together on Chinese New Year? Well, I will try. I will ask my mom, and then she may help us to make it together. Hopefully, I can make it because I miss this kind of chomy tang too. Okay, thank you, mom.